I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast, and you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course, devil stopped. I do like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be a show prep? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad burning podcast. We're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 145 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I am Jody. And we are back. We're recording, well, I, mean, I know that our listeners won't notice a difference per se, <laughs> but we're recording a day late, um, two days late. Two days late. It was a long weekend. Well, it was a long weekend because of the holiday, mm-hmm. and to add to that, it was also a long weekend. <laughs> My mom did take both of the younger kids on saturday and she kept them saturday night and sunday night right and i think we kind of screwed the pooch on that one. we did because we should have like we should have taken the other way we should have sent ezra to his friend's house not brought his friend over here but his friend's <laughs> parents were i understand here. i understand yeah. i'm just saying like we could have found like somebody else to pawn i know <laughs> well i did i did tell you we should have asked her if he could have gone there last night and right. then that would have given us one night of right. no kids but even just having down to one or two in this case, which we'll talk about a little bit more, mm-hmm. it was it was um, a little more relaxing. Mm-hmm. They are loud, though, those teenage boys. They are, but you know what? It's funny because they're getting to the age now where I can start having more adult-like jokes with them. Yes, I know. Because my entire weekend was filled with that's what she said jokes. <laughs> well, there was that. That was that's what she said. The, but they popped off with some good ones. That I was know. the funny part. It was the uh, and there was one that um, that his buddy said today. I can't remember what it was. Late, no, it was late last night. And I don't remember what it was said, but it had something to do like, you know, it was like super heavy and hard to carry. <laughs> he goes, that's what she said. <laughs> and in fact, I think it was when we were trying to move the couches oh. in air. <laughs> so I almost dropped it. Because <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, kid. <laughs> wow. So. Um, well, with a mom like his, and I say this in pride. Right. That she is my friend. Um, one can only imagine the kind of jokes that he's overheard. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it was, um, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's one of those things. It's one of the few people that tolerate Ezra. So it was like good to have him over. She, she tolerates Ezra really well. No, I'm saying him. He tolerates Ezra really right. well. She tolerates everybody yeah. just. Yes. So, yeah, it was, uh, no, it was, it was good overall. We had, uh, see, I mean, we shit, we, you had work stuff at one point that went like, way I, later than it was supposed to. Oh yeah. Last night I had a showing. It was supposed to be at three thirty. I got there early because I wanted to be there early. Right. Um. And the the dad of the lady buying it 
showed up at 3.15, so 15 minutes early. Right. And I was there talking with, uh, there at the house until 5.36. And then we talked at coffee shop for another, almost another hour. Right. Um, but, I mean, that's work. And it's fine. Oh, yeah. And it's good. It's Honestly, it's a good thing. No, yeah. You gotta, you know, they're going to be writing an offer and whatnot. I'm not complaining at all. No. It was just and honestly, those... it's nice that it happened on a day when I wasn't missing out on Tempe Trent time. Because right. Ezra does. I mean, Ezra likes spending time with me. But he's not devastated when I'm yeah, not he's, around. He's old enough now that right. it's getting to the point where <laughs> I can take or leave mom or dad. Right. Yeah. And so Andy had his friend over. Right. So he really didn't care. And, you know, it's it sucks when I'm at work extra late and I know that I'm missing out on Tempe and Trent time. Right. Um. But but when they're not here, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I I can take the extra time. I can really make sure that this person understands all those steps of what they need to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it frees me up a little bit, just even subconsciously. And I like that. Right. Yeah. And then, so it was, um yeah, it was good. And then we had the, um, we had the President's Day holiday off today. So yeah. we took the kids to, well, to, well, the kids and I, the younger two and I had already seen it, but we took you and Ezra with us. So yeah. we went and saw Lego Batman again for us. First time for you guys. Yep. So that was good. It was really funny. Yeah. We got to go out and do that. And then, uh, we also, we, uh, were just kind of poking, you were poking around on Facebook the other day. <laughs> Yesterday. And- so, okay. Backstory. We have couches. Yes. That we got for free that yes. are really nice that yes. we like. Yep. But they don't fit in our living room very well. Nope. <laughs> well, problem not solved because uh, I've been waiting on Craigslist, Facebook, you know, the buy sell trade type boards. It's still on. It's not still on. And it's on. Sorry, the TV's on. I can see the. <laughs> now that I'm done at this level. There, now it's off. I'm sorry. You were right. Um. So we have couches. We don't like. Th- okay. So I've been monitoring the the sell sale places online because we want a sectional, but I want leather, but you want recliners, but like right. like there's all this stuff that goes into. It. You want a big couch that's right. got you know room for your noggin and whatnot. So all of a sudden pops up on the buy sell trade board here locally a giant reclining sectional which and it's a rare one too has all four all four all spots. four parts in the spots on the couch recline yeah and and it's nearby and it's only uh it was three 300 bucks yeah and it has a little bit of wear on the leather but but not much not much and it's okay because it means it's already pre-worn our kids are gonna <laughs> fuck it up anyway so right. um so I jump on the deal. I sniped some other people out of it because it said call. It's and on the on the thing, and nobody calling. had actually called her and yeah. talked to her. They were all post just posting on, the, and she's a little bit you know less tech savvy. So I just call them like I have cash. I will come today. I will come right now, and I will pick it up. And she's like, okay, you get it then. Mm-hmm. So we oh, went. Yeah. I heard the conversation on the phone. She's like, I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> and these people keep saying next, next, next. And you have cash. And you'll come over like right now, and you're like, "Yep." She's like, "Okay, it's yours." <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I noticed later on last night, even after we already had it, there was still a line, litany of people, you know, posting. I want it. I want literally it, I want it. next yeah. on this post that yeah. up above it said sold. Right. Anyway, so um, we go to pick it up, and it's bigger even than I had thought, mm-hmm. but better too. Like right. it was actually a better, in better shape than I thought it was, and I was super excited. So we had to make two trips, but it was only five minutes away, so that was fine. Yep. We had uh, the helper teenager. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> we get it home and now we realize that it doesn't really fit in our living room any better than the black couches that we had before. <laughs> 
we're gonna have to rearrange yeah, so everything again anyway but yeah we're, we're, we're but we're completely like we've got to move our office because it was a temporary setup where it's at now because it's in the living room sort of sort of our living room is really like like the only thing people really understand is like nikki and john from new zealand because right. they've been here but the the original house stops about halfway through where our living room is and then the extension goes past that point the addition they did so it's got this weird post or this weird like you know glue lamp across the center um and these little jutted posts on the other side and so it's kind of like a and then and then where, where it sticks out there's a part where they put the uh they built the master closet the walk-in closet for the master so that jets out a little bit plus that's also where the plumbing to the upstairs bathroom goes so this weird like just square i mean i'm actually thinking about taking some of that empty space there and turning it into like a closet yeah um building it out a little bit and putting a closet on there something to kind of better use that weird because it just kind of juts out there and doesn't really do anything so it's really hard to like fit the furniture does not fit in here right because there's two wall there's a wall with a door and a window and then a wall with a window and then the wall with the doorway to the kitchen like every wall has some major thing on it that you can't block with a tv right and yeah it's a weird weird little setup so we're gonna have to rearrange everything again which we just did (laughs) yep um but it'll be fun and we'll walk away with this. This couch is so comfy, guys. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's actually made for people with real size butts. Well, the funny thing is that, is that it's one of those ones where it's a ginormous couch, but it fits you perfectly and it fits me perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like we've had a hard time because I'm I'm taller than you. So yeah. if we find a couch, normally when we find a couch that fits you perfectly. I go to lay my head back on it, and I'm like, you know, it falls over the back There's, because the top of the couch hits me below my shoulders. Um, but this one, it allows for both of us to be super comfortable. So that's pretty awesome. But um, yeah, I'm glad we had the extra set of uh, hands to help lift things up because while Ezra is big and strong and can move things and, and lift them, he's not good at like listening or spatial recognition because anybody who's ever moved before, you realize that most of the time it's, it's a game of Tetris when you're trying to get shit through a door or out of a door. Unless you're lucky enough to have French doors in said location, um, it's always like, okay, I got to take this and tilt it to a 45 degree angle and then move this and shimmy that and, and gyrate a little bit and get things moving. And Ezra, once the things are in the air, like all the blood goes away from his brain and just <laughs> his thinking prowess shuts off. And so you tell him to do something, he can't do it. And then like at one point I told him like, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to lift and then you're going to shove against me with the couch and then I'll walk backwards with it. And he goes, okay. So we lift and I start walking backwards and he just drops his end on the ground. I'm like, what the hell did you drop it for? Well, you yanked it out of my hands. I'm like, no, I started walking because you were supposed to be pushing against me to help get through this door. Well, you yanked it out of my hands. I'm like, I wouldn't have yanked it out of your hands had you been walking forward like I told you to. When, like I said, lift and push. You lifted, there was no push. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? <laughs> so, you know, it's, and you try not to get too frustrated with him because I know he's only 12 and he's still figuring things out. But it was like I, simple like English terms. Like just like you lift. Okay, so that's step one is pick it up in the air. Step two is push. You push forward. I mean, like that's very basic concepts but we got it in we got it worked out i've got it in a temporary setup right now where it works with the way everything's laid out kind of we got to get the other two couches out of here because they're kind of stacked up and <laughs> out of the way but they're still kind of it's a mess right now so we're working on getting things reconfigured and redone and, and, and maneuvered around and in amongst all that you've got your real estate stuff starts started cracking again as far as uh oh i have been you know, really busy and i mean in a good and, way but. yeah yeah i'm not complaining but it just 
when it rains, it pours, quite literally. Plus, we're dealing with this, like, weird weather pattern here where it's just been, like, I swear to God, we were, like, under a waterfall the other night. It was so much rain. It was coming down so fast and so hard that, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> see, I'm still in that mode. That, uh, that it was just, like, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever been to, like, one of those places where you can walk behind the waterfall and it's that loud roar, the deafening sound of the water coming over and hitting the rocks. That's what it sounded like in our house. Mm-hmm. It was just an insane amount of water. So, um, it's, you know, we got, and then in, in Northern California, down where a couple of my customers are, they, uh, they've got a dam that's about ready to, you know, give way. And so they're evacuating like an entire town and shit and it's all sorts of crazy. So, um, yeah, it was just, it's, it's been fun trying to get all this stuff done. And then, like, of course, like we had the break in the rain when we went and got the couches. Yep. And then as soon as you left and we went to the last pouring. one, it just, and that was right when we got loaded in the truck. Then it started dumping. Then, of course, the water on the leather makes it slippery. So Ezra was really having a hard time getting a grip then. So And he's got his gimpy thumb. So. Yeah, no, his gimpy thumb I totally understand. So I was like, that's why we weren't making them do like a whole lot. And we had his buddy helping him and spot checking. But it was still kind of a... It was still kind of a uh, a nightmare process. It so. was fun. It was just so much fun. Oh, yeah. Well, it's especially the part where you get to leave. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, no, it wasn't too bad. And we got the couch and we're here and it's going to be good. And, and yeah, we're just kind of like in an adjustment period today because the kids just came back from your mom's house and it's, we've had a couple of really nice, calm, easy nights when it comes to bedtime. And then tonight I was like, oh crap, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I don't know. That, and maybe that's something we can talk about on the show a little bit is bedtime routines because i can never remember it being and i'm not saying we're doing it wrong or anything i'm just it i can never remember being tucked into bed as part of a routine like we always just said good night hugs and kisses in in whatever room we happened to be in and then we went to bed uh, and we tucked ourselves in and we got in and we got comfortable and we went to sleep no I, sorry go. i just when I entered the picture, Ezra was already pretty tuned into doing a tuck-in routine. Right. But it's always seemed a little odd to me that at twelve he's still doing it, and yeah. I, I, it, it's not, it's not weird enough to be of concern. Right. It's just one of those like, huh, kind of things, and I'm just curious what other people do, you know, etc. Well, this is actually he's at the age now we're going to start doing this where my mom and dad stopped doing the whole come in tuck you into bed like this is where we just started saying good night to each other and whatnot um so that's what we're gonna start moving on with him i'm just trying to make sure we don't do it uh, my concern is if we try to do it if we don't do it right he'll be like well you still do it for them and he's gonna get all butt hurt by it and blah 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 right so but it was about i mean, it was like somewhere between 10 and 12 when i stopped getting tucked in and started mm-hmm. getting just you know said good night too but otherwise up until that point it had always been we had a very defined routine of you, you came in from like during summertime you came in from outside at a certain time yeah you um then uh got your teeth brushed got your bath get ready for bed had a little bit of you know snuggle time on the couch with the parental units and then went to bed so <clears throat> that's all at least for me it was all standard I, so it's not anything that seems weird to me but i get with your background not, not, weird, not weird in a bad a, way no, just, no not yeah just that you're not used to it so it's not something you're accustomed to right and we we did have especially when we were younger like um some cues of no it's really time to go to bed like we had to be in bed yeah when your dad starts getting naked and going after your stepmom's like oh time for bed no at his house it was different because <laughs> keep in mind until i was uh 13 
I live, I, I only saw him on the weekends, really. So there was no, on right. days I didn't have school, I guess. So there really wasn't a bedtime. It was, you know, everybody's kind of going off to bed. So you go too. And I shared a room with my stepsister and we just talked all night anyway. Right. But at my mom's, it was just, you know, at a, as a general rule around, you know, nine o'clock, we go to bed, you know? Yep. And um, I don't remember being tucked in before that. It's possible I was being tucked in at Tempe's age, but I don't think so. I think it was just a get off to bed, kiss, hug, good night, you know? Yeah. And my mom worked nights a lot, too, at that age even. So often she wasn't there. It was just Jay, It was just my stepdad saying, yeah. go to bed. Yeah. Nope, I got you. So it's a, yeah, it's a different thing. So, um, yeah, for me, it was, we always had one of the parents there. They both ended up working nights at certain points, but, you know, we made it work and all that good jazz. So, and then when it got to the point where my dad was, he was going through, he was finishing up college via the uh, GI Bill and whatnot. And so he's like, you know, doing, getting his master's degree and doing like mad amounts of homework and mm-hmm. mom was working nights. So it was just kind of, you figured out eventually how to kind of just take care of yourself and get into bed on your own and say yeah. goodnight. Well, and Ezra is very much a routine kid. I mean, we've right. talked about his prayer that is exactly the same as it was six it was years ago. Yeah. Oh, more than that. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. Um, I mean, word for fucking word people mm-hmm. um so he's very much a routine kid so it's going to be kind of a weird habit to break right um but and i've already kind of started breaking it in my own way like i say good night but i don't go into his room and give him a hug and like right. I, you know good night as see you tomorrow kind of thing um but i'm i've started trying to do the same thing with tempe mm-hmm. kind of just because she's old and she doesn't need to be tucked in. Like, she can say goodnight to us out here and give us a hug and a kiss and, a, right. and go get in bed and do what she's got to do. Uh, uh, Trent's still definitely in the realm of he can he could use a tuck in, you know. Yeah. Make sure he's comfy and situated and on the right path. But, um, you know, I was just curious. Yeah, other, I mean, we, we'd have, do. you know, please leave us a voicemail, send us an email, um, kind of let us know what your thing, you know, reach out to us on Facebook, whatever. Let us know what your, uh, your routines with your children are. Cause it's very, you always think parenting is like one of those things where you always think like, you know, from the out, from the outside looking in, when you just look at the grand picture of it, it's like, okay, keep the kids alive, keep them fed. And blah, blah, blah. But the, but the different ways people go about doing that is... Well, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. Whatever works for right, you. But right. that, it's one of those things where it's just whatever you've done. Yeah. You don't you don't go into it thinking, you know, when this baby grows up, I'm going to tuck it in until it's right. 14. You know, like, it's just what you end up doing. And I'm just curious what other people have ended up well, doing. Well, I was going to say along the same lines, you also, when you're in the thick of it, you don't realize that... It never occurs to you that other people might do it differently, right? So you're then you start thinking about like, well, there might be a better way or a different way or whatever to do this. So, um, like today at the movie theater, there's a family in front of us, and uh, so he, the guy was he, he was talking to this one daughter on the one side. He's like, so um, you don't you don't know anything about this movie yet, huh? And she was the younger one. She's like, nope. He's like, yeah, you have no concept or, or uh, expectation going into this as to what to expect. She's like, nope. He's like. You, you seem to do that a lot in life. Like you just kind of go through life, not really knowing what's going on around you. You're just kind of there for the, you know, go with the flow. You're there for the, whatever adventures going on. She's like, yep. And she's just like, happy. It's going to be much on popcorn. <laughs> He's like, 
would you mind trading places with me? Because I'd love to be able to go back to that. And you can have my job and all my responsibilities. And, and he was just kind of bantering yeah. with her, you know, but it was really cute. And she's like, okay. He's like, cool. So today when we get home, I need you to barbecue the pork chop. She's like, no. <laughs> he's like, but you said you were going to do it. She's like, no, that's you. He's like, but I don't He's like, I don't want to have responsibilities. And she's like, that's too bad. <laughs> she was just, this is a cute little thing. It was kind of funny. Um, but speaking of, uh, you know, leaving us a voicemail and whatnot, we have some listener feedback this week. So I figure we can go ahead and yes. knock that all out right I'd now. I love listener feedback. And uh, first, we'll actually, we're going to, uh, we'll tackle an email first, and then we'll go to uh, voicemail, uh, if I can find the email. I love both voicemails there and emails. So we have, um, we have a new, li- this is actually new listener feedback as per the subject line of the email. Woohoo! If I can grab my phone and not drop it again. Um, it says, since you asked, I heard of you from Mediocre, downloaded the podcast a long time ago and never got around to listening to it, ran low on my normal listening about the time you visited Eric and Frank and PA. I'm a PDX area resident north of the river, so local references are nice. I'm a little older than your demographic, but enjoy the show. And, and he says, thanks, Doug. Well, thank you, Doug, for listening. Thank you. Um, and we're actually, I'm starting to see we have more and more uh local listeners that are popping up here so at some point in the future i'm thinking we might try to do a little oh no i don't know if i can do <laughs> i don't know if we can I'm do not, another not, attempt at a meetup oh i'm my not trying Lord. to do like no i'm just saying you know something we little, need some serious rsvps people right, right last time we just ended up paying for a very expensive meal on our own <laughs> yeah yeah well and we we I, we learned some lessons from that one too really? like you really have to like some like in this town, some people really don't want to drive to certain areas. So, yeah. yeah. But um, thank you, Doug, for that feedback. We always like to hear from our new listeners. That was really cool that you got, you sent that in, and it's cool to hear that we've got a local listener as well too that in, understands our references and gets it. <laughs> and then we also have a voicemail here, and this one is, I believe, from Mister Tomorrow. Let's see what's going on. Maybe. Hurry up. Effing shit, guys. I. Oh, my phone's. Hold on, it's not playing through the speaker. Damn it! <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Yeah, this I is can't the new. Hear the things. So, Google Voice, as Eric and I lamented this week, has done some really stupid shit. Um, as far as the interface goes, and I use the Hangouts app on the phone normally to get the voicemails, which works really well, except when it doesn't. <laughs> and right now is one of those times where it's it's decided not to play it, and it tried to play it through the, uh, instead of through the phone's external speakers, it was trying to play it through the earpiece. That was not working out so well, so let's try this again. Holy effing shit, guys. I uh, just listened to the newest episode. I knew the story, at least most of it, but listening to that broke my goddamn heart. I'm so sorry all that happened uh, from the car to the the uh, Tempe's walkabout. Um, <laughs> all that, man, fucking broke my heart. I, uh, yeesh, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad everything turned out okay and nobody was, uh, nobody was hurt in either situation. But, uh... Yeah, thanks for sharing it. Um, I've already told a handful of people about it. I'm like, make sure you listen to this. It sucks. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks for putting out the show, guys. Um, I know that was probably a hard one to talk about, but uh, good job. Talk to you later. I don't, good job. What the fuck was that? <laughs> good job. I think I just tussled your hair a little. Good job. I'm a fucking idiot. Have a good day. It's Eric tomorrow. I don't know if I said that. Bye. <laughs> Uh, 
So thank you, first of all, for the voicemail. And yes, it was it was difficult to talk about, but I think it was cathartic too. Like it helped kind of it did bring closure to it, so to speak. And also, I I felt like hey, you know what? It's we we feel like we're we, for the most part we've got our shit fairly together when it comes to parenting. And so it was just such an epic fail. Yeah, it was uh, an epic like fuck up. And I, I I try not to use the word epic too often any, but it was it was just, mm-hmm. and it felt like failure. Like yeah. it, it like felt we, hard. like we had like, like, like you literally like think about everything you've done. Like did I, obviously I'm not doing any of this right. Like nothing at all. Um, and so yeah, it's one of those times as a parent where it really makes you question everything you've done up to that point, everything you're possibly going to do in the future and whether or not it's going to be whatever. But the one thing I really appreciated from this, throughout this whole thing is that, that there was none of this snap to judgment from anybody that at least not, no one that I encountered. No, I, I, I felt like I had felt it at one point. Apparently it was in my imagination or so I'm told, but right. Um, mostly I just got like, Oh my gosh, that must've been so scary, which is, just the truth of it right um i was really worried and and maybe maybe this is the thing we should be talking about i was really worried that having called the cops there would be some kind of investigation into my parenting you know like are you always leaving your children alone all the time you know like kind of thing and it 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 scared me a little bit it didn't make me hesitate to call the cops when I needed them, but it right. definitely was running through my head of what of, what can of worms have I opened up? Because something we've talked about in very early shows is the fact that I actually was taken away from my mom for, by CSD. Right. Or child services. DHS out here, yeah. yeah. Um, and for a really kind of wackadoo reason, and, and it took a long time to work through the system and get back home. Right. And so it scares me. Every time something minor happens that could be taken the wrong way, it freaks me out in a, in a hardcore way. So the, the cops dropped her off, mm-hmm. and we were in here, and she was in the bathtub getting warmed up, and my whole family, like my dad and, and my stepmom and my, my mom and my sister and her kids, and everybody's here, and the sheriff knocks on the door, and, you know, and she'd been here for a while, and right. the sheriff knocks on the door, and it freaked me out. I'm like, right. yeah. And he he was just like, I just want to make sure everything was okay, that she was getting settled back in home and that you understood everything that happened. And he went through the timeline of where they found her and who with and everything. And I just want to check on you and make sure you're okay and all that. And it like really put me at ease that he wasn't like, I need to see your living space, you know, like. Right. <laughs> um, well, and see, the, the part of the reason, so I, I don't know if this is a um, difference in how different lo- like different police departments handle things or what's yeah. going on. But um, as an example to to lend to this, because I have some of the same thoughts and trepidations and whatnot, mm-hmm. not about calling, but just about what was going to be the right. aftermath, um, was uh, so this two year old went missing in Northeast Portland or in you know, the Northeast, anyways, in a section of Portland this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the parents, when they woke up, noticed that he wasn't in his room where he was supposed to be sleeping. They immediately went, and the story goes, they immediately called. Cops are the search and rescue is released. They got a canine unit involved. They end up finding the kid. He got entangled up in some blackberry bushes, like a block or two from the house. Um, but the reason why he wasn't seen is because he, he was like literally in this thicket of blackberry bushes. And the dog found him 
alerted the uh, handler. They took grabbed the kid, got him warmed up, whatever. But um, originally, they had said that he had been returned back to his parents. But now that it was, it's been released that he was released to uh, DHS or the Department of Human Services out here, as they do a formal investigation into the parents. And the parents now have a court date set for tomorrow. Yeah, they took so the baby away from that. That makes me think that. So in one no, in one hand, I'm like okay. If there's the court date and DHS got involved, something else has to be going on. But they saw, found, whatever that are making them want to investigate this situation and to make sure that uh, and the kid is safe. But on the other hand, because it's being released via the news and the way the news cycle works, you're getting such broken up information about the entire thing in the first place that you don't... Like, they don't say, like, you know... But I know they're not supposed to release specific details, but maybe like something along the lines of the cops were alerted to something at the residence that caught, you know, was caused It'd be concern. nice to know what the red flag was other than your kid. Because it sounds to him right now as a face value. It sounds like your kid got out of the house while you were asleep. You're now a horrible parent. So we're going to take your child away from you. That's what, you know, basically the gist of it, which is why I'm waiting to see. You know, instead of knee-jerk reaction, I gotta wait for now. The court, as more information comes out, it'll get reported in the news more. But from the from the onset, it doesn't seem like it. You know, there was anything amiss about the situation, right? Just that these parents woke up and this toddler had gotten out of the house. Now, granted, the one weird thing to me was how would a two-year-old know how to unlock a door and get out? So maybe the door wasn't locked in the first place. Um, but still, I so far from the information we have, everything that I've heard, none of it is like this huge red flag of horrible parenting. It's like you need to make an adjustment here because like you live on. So, for example, living out in the country, like you know, um, when you, I know my grandparents and other people, when you're living out on a hundred plus acres or forty acres, whatever it is, and your nearest neighbor is you know, you know, a good seven football field lengths away, you t- don't tend to lock your doors. Like, you just leave things that unlocked and you're good to go. So it could easily happen to anybody in that situation. So it's, I, I don't necessarily think that unlocked or this is necessarily bad parenting. I'm hoping that they're, the reason why he was taken away was that it truly was something else going on, maybe drug use or whatever, and they're, they truly are protecting the kids. Because at times these days it feels like more of nitpicking and less of actually making sure that it's a bad situation for the child to be in if that makes any if that statement makes any sense you look kind of confused so i get it yeah so and that's you know which that then breeds in the fear into other people like should i really call the cops and have to deal with all this what have i like you said what kind of can of worms i opened up here um but thankfully with the two interactions that i've had with the local police for so far uh, you know, crazily enough, in less than a week's span, um, they've been very, very decent and they've been very nice. And there's been very little um, issues with, you know, like the way they handled everything was just, it was polite and awesome. Polite, awesome, uh, respectful, yep. just good in almost every single way. Right. Like, uh, the, my, my sister had pointed out that um, the, one of the, police officers that was here was very stoic very like yeah. almost gruff in cer- at certain times not right. mean right um and she's like i think he was trying um my nephew said i think he was trying not to cry yeah <laughs> and i'm like 
I think you're right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because <laughs> it, you know, it, probably thinking about his kids at home or whatever, and mm-hmm. and being in that situation. So, yep. Yeah, it felt that way. It mm-hmm. felt like everybody really cared, and no, like I said, I didn't feel any judgment or, and and I, I mean, I still am judging myself because I feel like it it shouldn't have happened that way, and I I'm kind of pointing the the finger at myself right now. Um, but what's well, all you can do? We you know, we we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. We know where we we've analyzed it enough to know where we could have done things differently that would have avoided the situation. Right. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that anything was really done incorrectly because that kind of shit. Like, there's been times where we've gotten in a bad. There's been a car at bad car accident, and mm-hmm. Highway 30 is temporarily blocked, and right. you get home 45 minutes late. There's right. nothing you can do about it. But that's why we put in all the fail safes around the house. To like, hey, here's where the keys are. You can get in this way. Here's where this is. You can get in this way. And, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of person that just tosses a key under like a doormat or a rock or whatever. Because right. I've got too much fucking equipment in this house that I store sometimes for, my, I store for myself. And sometimes I store stuff for work here, too. Yeah. I'm not just going to leave the place unlocked um, and, and have to deal with that responsibility if something's going to happen. So while I do have a spare set of keys, they're in a secured lockbox that the kids were supposed to have known how to get into. But then you dig into that layer of the onion to figure out one kid was being very selfish about the fact that they always wanted to be the one to open the door, which doesn't make it their fault, but right. they had to, So there's just all these, you, you start this domino effect of all these things that happened that led up to this one incident. And then you go back and you figure out, are there any of these domino, like, are, are there any of these dominoes I could have pulled out that would have caused the cascading to stop? And then at that point, the problem would have been solved and she could have been in the house. Um, And the answer is yes. And so we've made those adjustments and we've made those changes so as to, God forbid, this ever comes close to happening again in the future, not have this particular issue where she can get in um, and, you know, call it good. So. Yeah, but I, I get, I agree completely. You you go through so many scenarios in your head, and you're you know you're beating yourself up for every little thing. But then at the same time, you have to kind of get to a point where you realize that's no longer productive, and rather than beating yourself up for it, how you just, how do I avoid this in the future? Right. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now. Is what we no in, in a way no harm no foul, um, and we just need to make sure that this never happens again and how do we go about making sure that this never happens again and we've had to put our foot down on a couple of issues like you don't ever leave the house once you're here period I don't care what's going on um, and then also don't be an asshole and always hog the lockbox and get yourself in there because you think the other person's too slow or whatever you know so um, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting to say the least and I'm taking a note here and you are letting it hang Sorry. <laughs> I've work stuff coming through on the phone, so yeah. I'm a little distracted. I'm waiting literally waiting any moment now we'll be getting an offer on on one of my listings. So I'm just like neurotically checking my email waiting for the offer to come through and well, yes. just neuro- neurotically wait for it to alert you to the new email and then because be good. it doesn't always alert me. Shush. <laughs> I just this is what I do. Yep. So, so I had something else I was going to try to lead into, and now I've kind of... <laughs> Your segue died. <laughs> yes, it did. No, actually, okay, I got it back now. So, back to what we briefly mentioned at the beginning of the show. Yeah. We are now in the realm of teenage sleepovers. Yes. Holy Which I remember from when my brother was young. Fuck. Brothers were young. 
Yeah. Uh, my brother Jake had some epic sleepovers. See, and I never. I am a man that likes my sleep, uh-huh. and I like my alone time after you know, not that kind of alone time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just you know, there's, you know that too. Probably. Well, no, but no, for no, really, you've seen that where I just sometimes need to disconnect and just kind of like, yeah, be you're... in my space. And in my space, it might be my house, it might be my room, you know, depending on where I'm at, and I just don't need any exist additional input or whatever. And so I didn't have a like a, a ton of sleepovers at my house. It was just never a thing for me. Um, I slept over at a lot of friends' houses and did did that direction, um, but never the other way around. But I do remember enough about them to know that, you know, yeah, it's you, you quickly forget just how much work it is when it, but it isn't at the same time mm-hmm. like they kind of entertain each other but like i had to remind them that you know waking up at because for whatever reason the first night he stayed because he stayed two nights the first night he was here he couldn't sleep while he said and so uh he woke up at like four o'clock in the morning and decided okay it's time to be awake now and so then he went and woke ezra up and so they've been they've been up since four in the morning and they were just like making noise and up and down the stairs and running around and i'm like you know it's okay that you're up it's okay that you're awake but God damn it, don't wake me or anybody else in this house up. Like, shush, you know, <laughs> be quiet. Um, and so then there's like the, the, the constant like giggling and the... The giggling oh, was something man. I actually wasn't expecting. Um, or like the, the, they kept breaking out into like laughing fits. Over yeah. like, and you could tell they were like telling stupid, like, you know, 12 year old level dirty jokes to each other and whatnot, stickering about it. Um, and then, of course, at one point in the car, Ezra tries to whisper something to him. I'm like, if you have to, I'm like, nope, you got to say it out loud. Well, I don't want to. I'm like, well, if you can't say it out loud, then you don't be saying it at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he just stopped, and his buddy's like, ah, busted. Um, but, yeah, that was, uh, that was, it was a lot of work, but it wasn't, you know. So uh, did you ever have, like, a lot of sleepovers, or? I didn't have a lot. I had a few friends that I had a, a lot with. We did the family sleepover thing a lot. Like mm-hmm. um, uh, my stepsister, my stepsister and I would sleep over at each other's houses, even mm-hmm. when we weren't at our mutual parents' houses. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, in that upper grade school, like fifth, sixth grade, I did do a lot, and then um, seventh, eighth grade. That weird year where I was not really a seventh grader but not really an eighth grader Mm -hmm. um i did at least twice sleep over at a friend at a friend's house i didn't like having people over to my house that much um because of the state that it was usually in but people who already knew it was that way like friends i'd had since grade school or stuff like that were were okay um but after yeah i want to say the last time i slept over at anybody's house that was a traditional sleepover like giggly kind of thing was probably seventh grade ish yeah and i can remember the the final the nail in the coffin for me was um the last two that i had i got in trouble at both of them even though i hadn't done anything wrong <laughs> so the first one we were over at a buddy's house i was over at my buddy's house and his um there was a lot of tension between him and his stepdad and so he uh his stepdad actually happened to be the vice principal or it was the principal of our middle school that we went to um, ended up becoming the uh, the uh, principal of the uh, high school too, but um, we uh, because of that it was kind of awkward going over to the vice principal's house to stay the night. So that was that was part number one that was kind of weird. Number two, I thought the guy was just kind of an asshole at school, 
nope, this carried over into all all aspects of his life. And so one time we were sitting there, and, and his bedroom, like they had a, they had not, it wasn't a split level. It was a ranch house with a basement, but it was a fully finished basement. Yeah. And they gave my buddy the entire basement. Like, he had his own bedroom down there, his own bathroom, a living area. I mean, it was a swanky little setup that he had. Um, and so we were down there, and uh, we had gotten back home from skateboarding, had dinner, I went downstairs, we were playing video games and whatnot, and he had gotten up to go do something and tripped and fell over like a hamper or whatever. I can't remember what it was. It was something stupid. And uh, I was laughing at him because, you know, it was just funny. What had happened was so ridiculous. It was something hysterical to laugh at. Mm -hmm. And it woke up his stepdad. His stepdad came down there and was pissed off because he thought we were trying to skateboard in the downstairs, which if you were down there, you would notice that there was no fucking way you could actually skateboard in this area. It was carpeted. I mean, there was a whole slew of reasons why it wouldn't work. But he grabbed both of our skateboards and like hucked them into the garage and, and put a big old chip in the edge of mine and whatnot i'm like you just legitimately damaged my shit for something that he did but what he did wasn't even what you think he did and now you're screaming and yelling at me and i fucking hated you at school and i hate you now <laughs> so I'm, I'm done so i very politely told my friend like hey man you're welcome at my house anytime but i'm not doing that again you're just that's an asshole he's like yeah i know um and then uh the other time was I went over to another buddy's house and he and his older brother were fucking around and they were playing hacky sack and um, we were all playing hacky sack. You know, it was the 90s is what we do. But uh, he and his brother were fucking around and um, my buddy decided to like soccer kick the hacky sack and so it flew up onto the roof of the house. So his brother, of course, his old brother's all pissed off and it's his older brother. So he's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to beat you if you don't get my, that whole thing. I'm bigger than you. So I'll, I'll wail on you unless you get my hacky sack. So. My buddy's dumbass goes climbing the tree and hops onto the roof. Well, then his older brother realizes, he's like, well, shit, this is an excuse for me to get on the roof. What was I thinking? So he goes shimmy up the tree, too, and gets on the roof. And then I'm just, I'm sitting there, and I shimmy up the tree, too, but they're like, come on the roof. I'm like, no fucking way, man. I'm, it's, it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm not going to be ca- causing commotion on your roof. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there in the tree with my, dang- sitting on a branch, my legs dangling. And uh, they start trying to play hacky sack on the fucking roof. I'm like, dude stop like just, just let's chill out and get down like this is a dumb like i'm usually okay with, like at the time i was usually okay with doing some stupid ideas but like this one was like monumentally dumb and then of course all of a sudden i see a light flick on in the bedroom of his mom's room i'm like oh fuck here we go and i'm trying to get down out of the tree so she doesn't think that i'm actually you know on the roof which then i realized made me look guilty because if i had just stayed go, where yeah. i was at she probably would have realized i hadn't actually been on the roof in the first place um so she comes out there what the fucking is going she starts just screaming i'm like well it's not me it's your two kids i mean it's it's you know this guy and this guy they're both your sons so i mean you kind of it's your deal she's like get in the house and call your father right now you're going home and we he had like three friends that were spending the night we all got sent back to our house so my dad had to come down at a at a uh, like 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was and come pick me up which it doesn't seem like much but my old man goes to bed at like 6 37 because <laughs> he's just never gotten out of that military habit of getting up really early yep. and so i had to go wake him up i'm like hey i'm sorry i'm being told i have to go home now you got to come pick me up he's like what the hell did you do i'm like honestly whether or not you're gonna believe me i didn't do anything he's like i'll be there in a second so he comes down picks me up he's like what the fuck's going on and i told the whole thing to him he's like oh he's like, you weren't on the roof at all i'm like no i was in the tree i said i specifically didn't get on the roof because i couldn't see what the hell was going on i didn't feel like falling off and breaking anything have to deal with you and he started laughing and i said plus i knew that it was gonna wake her up so i just kind of figured i'd just chill where i was at and he's like all right you got some dumbass friends <laughs> i'm like i know <laughs> i'm very yes. aware of this so, um, but th- after getting yelled at twice, 
by another friend's parents for something that I hadn't done. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm kind of over this. My bed is so much more comfortable than a floor. It's easier because I'm not getting in trouble, and I'm just pretty much over this whole thing. So, the only time I remember really getting in trouble was actually getting in trouble from my mom because um, I went for a sleepover once, and it turns out it was supposed to be a sleepover at the beach for two nights, and basically I went. This yeah. is one of those times like mom didn't call the cops. I basically straight up went missing. Yeah, and and I called her from a payphone in Seaside, like. Hey, I'm in Seaside with with so and so's family, and she's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I mean, she yeah. was just living. Well, that kind of happened with this one. Yeah, when we had his buddy over. So Ezra comes back in the house at one point. So and so is missing. I'm like, "What the hell do you mean he's missing?" He's like, "Well, he hopped in the scooter. We were gonna go out and ride scooters like you guys said we could, and then he just took off, and I can't find him anywhere." And I'm like, "Fuck <laughs> no! I cannot go through another missing fucking child right now." <laughs> yeah. And and so and then on top of it, we had I had heard from his um, mom that he had got the last fight they had gotten into. He had threatened to run away, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if he pulls this bullshit while he's at my place, oh my god! If I find him, I'm gonna I'll just you know I'll slit his back and run his leg through it. His mom won't even give a chance to get to him. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. So I get my shoes on. I let you know, hey, look, we got a missing kid again, <laughs> sort of. But as I was pretty sure he knew where he went. So I hop in the car, go driving up the street, and I start heading towards, because basically, as I said, I think he went to his buddy's house, who lives just like a, maybe a quarter mile from us. So go rolling up the street, and as I get to the stop sign up there, on um, up about four or five blocks from our house here, mm-hmm. they come around in the corner from where his friend's house was at, and I see him there. And so I slide over to the side of the road, rolling down. I'm like, get the fuck in the fucking car right now. And his buddy, because he did, he had gone to his buddy's house and was bringing his friend back to go play with Ezra. And I find all this out after the fact, but in, in the moment. Um, and his friend is like, nope, it didn't say a word. Just immediately about face on the scooter and hauled <laughs> ass for home. Like, I'm out of this, man. I'm not even getting involved. And so his buddy hops in the car, gets in the back. I throw the scooter in after him, um, turn around. And I was like, what the fuck were you doing? He's like, I went to my, and like, it was not a big deal. I just went to my buddy's house and get him. We're going to go ride scooters. I let Ezra know. I'm like, and what kind of fucking authority does Ezra have in this household? <laughs> I'm like, he's not in charge in any way, shape, or form. There's a goddamn good reason for that, too. <laughs> and I said, you know, and I said, you know what the fucked up thing is? I would have let you go. Mm-hmm. Like, I know where this kid lives. If you had just said, I'm going over to his house and coming back, I would have said, okay. But you can't just poof, disappear, and pull a Houdini on me and not let me go what's going on. Because you're in my custody right now. I've told your mom I promised I would keep you safe. And don't make that a full-time fucking job for me. Yeah, uh, you know, I said, not to mention the fact I'm doing you a solid because his grandma um, lives like, what, a block? Uh, less than, yeah. Yeah, and he despises being at her house. She's like, take your take your crazy cat lady, but replace the cats with the dogs. But they still use the restroom indoors, but they don't have a place to do it that's not the carpet right. or the floor. And so he loathes being at this house and so i just that's when i started really laying into him i said you know what i did you a fucking solid i knew i knew you were going to be miserable over there because you told ezra how miserable you're going to be and you begged to find out to see if he could come over and spend the night with us because you did not want to be exposed to that so i said yeah sure here come in my house eat my food hang out with my kids you know ride the this do that use up some of my electricity use some of my and i just went like into every like minute fucking detail i'm like right use up my electricity 
exactly. <laughs> I'm like, so at this point, I'm just tempted to stop at your grandma's house on the way home to my place and kick your ass back in through her front door and say, fuck you. Go ahead and, you know, figure this out for yourself. Let, you know, stay here in the piss filled squalor that you don't like. I'm like, don't ever take my kindness and just shit on it like that. He's like, well, I wasn't trying to piss you off. I'm like, I, you, I don't say you were trying. I'm just saying you succeeded. You know, there's a big difference there between trying what you trying to do, what you did do. There is no try. <laughs> Only do. <laughs> right. And you done did it. <laughs> and so then I got back home and you were there at that point. So we both sat down with him and just said, dude, we're pretty lenient. Like, especially at your age, if you want to go do it and you tell us what you're going to go do and you give us an idea of where you're at and you're reachable by phone fine go do it we don't care we trust the city we trust this thing you know we we want you guys to have a little bit of freedom because too often nowadays kids are just thumbed down and they can't deal so we want you guys to be able to go out and have this fun and you know what you want to go out bring your third buddy into the mix and have fun and just have a boys day and hang out and do stupid boy shit i'm all fucking for it yeah so am i i just need to know and he lives farther out in the country in the country so So he he, can't do that on his parents house he can't normally do that it's just too far yeah um so yeah and so i'm just like you you fucked up in the respect that you just didn't say hey justin or hey jody can i go and take ezra you know i said first off you fucked up by not saying can i go to so-and-so's house so we can go ride scooters with them second of all you ditched your host. Yeah. I'm like, you're, 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 you're a guest of mine, but technically you're a guest of Ezra's and you just completely fucked him, you know, basically told him to fuck off because you just took off without him and were too impatient or whatever to wait for him. So you just ran over there and yeah, granted you were coming back and it would have all been fine, but that's just bad manners. And I'm like, yep. so do you like staying the night here? He's like, I really do. I'm like, do you want to be able to do it again in the future? He's like, I really do. I said, buddy, I consider you family. You're close enough now with my son and everything else. I consider you another kid of mine when you're over here. So you've got that privilege right now. Don't make me revoke it, number one. Number two, just have some respect for the house. Just let me know. You can't tell me your mom would let you do this. I know for a fact, no matter what comes out of your mouth right now in this negotiation where you're trying to prove to me that you think she'd say she would, there's no way. She wouldn't allow it. It's not possible. I know this. I know your mom. I've had the conversations with her. I know exactly the words that she'd say to you. And he's like, yeah, she'd probably lock me in the closet. I'm like, no, okay. She wouldn't lock you in the closet. You over goddamn 13-year-olds are fucking so overly dramatic. Oh, yeah. I'm so like, overdramatic. Son of a bitch. I'm like, but you would be in some serious shit, rightfully so. I'm like, so just, you know, don't. Don't, you know, don't, don't fuck with me. And I said, not to mention the fact you try to play head games with me. I was raised by the goddamn master of psychological warfare. There's not a fucking thing you can do that's going to mess with my head, but I can screw with yours hard. So let's just reset now. Let's not have another disappearance act. You want to go somewhere you ask, you want to do something you ask. And I will say yes every time if you're not a dickhead about it. And, and I said, there's not an extenuating circumstance. So just give me a chance to not, don't, don't assume I'm going to say no, give me a chance because I'll bet you I'll surprise you 99% of the time and I'll let you guys do whatever. It's not a big deal. I said, thank you know, frankly, um, if you guys go out and ride scooters, it gets you out of my hair for a couple <laughs> hours and I can get some shit done in peace. So yeah, I'm inclined to let you guys go do this. So go do be free, you know? Um, so, but yeah, my first thought was when Ezra came into the house and was like, I can't find my buddy. I'm like, Oh God, 
damn it. <laughs> if I have to call the cops again. And I was in the shower getting ready or yeah. doing something. No, you were you were finished up your shower. Yeah. So I had to open the door like, hey, just so you know, we got a missing kid. You're like, oh, I'm what? Like, Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be back, hopefully with him. Let's see how this goes. And so, and then after I got him, I was so pissed off. I was, I was making my way back, mm-hmm. um, and I actually went and stopped at the uh, the local coffee stand here first yeah. to get a coffee for me and an energy drink for you. And I'm sitting here just chewing this. Just, I'm just gnawing on this kid's ass the entire time <laughs> we're in the car. And then I realized I'm like, I haven't let Jody know yet, but I've I've got him. <laughs> but I should probably put her mind. Okay, so I texted you real quick. I I found him, and you said okay. And then I continued gnawing on his ass some more. Um, and then I get to the coffee window and I roll the window down and she's like, how you doing? And I, and I instantly change modes. I'm like, oh, I'm great. How are you? And I'm like small talking and I'm watching him in the rear view mirror and he's just watching me like, wait a second. He went from like full on ass chewing mode to like, he's all, and so you can see it like fucking with his head. Like, what is this dude's deal? Like, is he, and so at that point he just kind of like, like shut down more. Like I'm, he's like kind of the attitude dropped and he's like, I don't know what I'm messing with now. So I'm just going to back the fuck out of this. And just do what it takes to stay alive, which was smart on his part. But Very. Yeah. Oh, and I just bumped the shit out of the mic. That's awesome. Bump. Mm. But yeah, so no more, we don't need any more missing kids. No more missing kids. <laughs> no more car accidents, for the love of God. Just one week without drama. <laughs> right, right. That'd be amazing if we could make that happen. So, um, but on the, on the positive side, if anybody wants to go see Lego Batman is on the fence, go. It's pretty awesome. It's, it's totally worth it. Favorite line. We're going to punch these guys so hard that inexplicably words will be made manifest or some yeah. stupid no, thing yeah, like that. Or, or, uh, he says, Robin, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to punch these guys so hard that words will inexplicably appear over our heads <laughs> describing how hard we just hit them. <laughs> and then it flashed back like the old comic book style mode. It was like, bam, pow, pop, crunch. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that part cracked me up pretty hard. But then just like Will Arnett playing that part too is, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty perfect. Um, and the way they, the way they characterize, that's probably my favorite characterization of Batman outside of like, you know, like the dark Knight. but just like for more of your just kind of overall enjoyable Batman character. I really like the way they've done with the Lego character. Cause he's just so over the top in all the different ways. Yep. But, and even some of the callbacks, mm-hmm. just hilarious. Yeah. Um, and the kids sat through the entire fracking thing and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And I'm telling you that is a major achievement for my kids because normally about 20 minutes in, somebody wants to crawl on my lap. Somebody yep. wants it like it just, it yeah. was really nice. Yep. Most definitely. So yeah. I know Trent toward the very end was like, mom, can I, and, and, but he was easily swayed to get back to the movie. So, yeah. Well, that was just, he had been gone at your mom's house for yeah. two days and it was, they were super but happy But at that to see theater, and, I can't have him on my lap. Right. At the other theater, it's got the reclining seats and I yeah. can just lay back and he can lay down and it's fine. Well, but. and for me, it's just more like, no, have some respect, finish the movie. You don't need to be in the lap right now. You can, you can deal. Yeah, but the, at the other theater, I don't mind at all. At the other theater, it's, it's, it's kind of comfy. You have somebody to snuggle with. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So... Um, I'm out through my notes, so I, I got know. nothing. I we I I tried to fill some some space up with the with the. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still in that. You're still in thirteen year old boy mode. Yes. Yes. I well, I, I thought it was the best was at the restaurant the other night, where I'm trying to like keep them somewhat under wraps, and I couldn't keep my you know I kept cracking jokes and making them laugh harder, and you're just sitting there like this. I, I went out to dinner for this. <laughs> 
Uh, this is my life right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a. Uh, that was pretty comical, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I think I'm all out of notes and topics for the week and me too. It's been kind of, it's been, it's been busy. So. It has. And I just want to thank everybody who's maybe helping because real estate is not a thing for which you know exactly how somebody got to find you. Right. But I just wanted to put it out there. Th- thank you for anybody who's been passing along my name because yep. apparently something is working yeah. because it's been very busy in a very good way and most definitely and also i want to say thank you that um, i have I, we, i've had more people reach out to me after the fact um <laughs> yeah. after last week about the whole thing and saying man i'm really glad everything's okay and whatnot and so thank you for the love and support there as well um and also um so far there's been absolutely no judgment in the fact about who we did and did not notify um and i think my favorite overall uh comment came from dan uh from arizona rock salt metalworks where uh, he texted us and he's like i'm like you know he's like i gotta he's like he texted the whole thing about how happy he was to hear we were all okay and this and that and he's going through the whole message and towards the end it was a long i, I don't want to yeah, get pulled up i don't want to mess it up and yeah, not do it justice let me, but uh let me find it it's gonna take a second yeah um it was quite hysterical. Oh, it's um this is me trying not to sob because I sound like the cowardly lion. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. Well, the funny thing is after talking to them on the phone a few times and listening to him laugh and whatnot, I'm like, I, I could I could totally hear that. <laughs> if he was in like a deep, like, you know, one of those just like ugly cries, right? He'd totally sound like the cowardly lion. So yeah, I can totally, <laughs> I can totally see that. And also, big props to him. Oh, May, yeah. I just got, so the piece that I commissioned for my dad... Um, for his military service, arrived last week, and I pulled it out, and yeah, oh, it's it's awesome. So I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And at some point, it might become time that he has to sponsor us. We keep talking about it. No, just kidding. I'm putting. No, you know is, what? If he ever got joking. to the level of success where he he wants to do that, that's great. But in the meantime, we'll just keep right putting it out there because he's just an awesome guy. But yeah, I I honestly I. I didn't think that it could be put into my, like I I like I gave it to him to see if it could be done like here. I had this idea. Do you think he could do this? But I honestly didn't think that he'd be able to actually do the the, the emblem and the logo the way it was supposed to be mm-hmm. in metal form because I'm just not artistic at all. It's yeah. like no fucking way. And the pictures didn't do it justice. So thank you so much for being for knocking that out and doing it in a quick fashion. Like I was concerned because I only contacted him two months before my dad's birthday. Like yeah. I'm not sure that's gonna be enough time. And here you are, a full month before my dad's birthday, and I've got the piece in hand ready for delivery. Yep. <clears throat> so once again i can't say enough good things about dan and rock salt metalworks and please if you need to custom anything if you just want some cool artwork for your house or you want a cut a very unique present or gift for yeah. a client friend whatever he's got him. pre-made stuff that's awesome and yep. then he's got tons of just bounding with creativity to create more things that fit what you're looking for so. exactly so if you need something give him a you know reach out to him on facebook uh, if you need help finding him let us know we'll point you in the right direction but he is good he's awesome he does it he does a good job and he's passionate about it. and he like he downright gets excited like when he and i were, were brainstorming over this idea he's like oh dude i'm like there's so many things i'm gonna try i'm gonna do them and do this and he's like saying all this stuff and I'm like i'm hearing words right now i'm not all that's clicking because <laughs> this must be what like, people feel like when i talk about computers in front of them they're like yeah i, yes. I hear words but not everything's kind of processing so i'm just gonna say yes like run with that buddy <laughs> go fucking buck wild on this one um and he did and it worked out great so i'm gonna try to get video of uh 
us actually presenting it to my dad for his birthday. And then I'll, I'll let him have that for his, um, his Facebook or Instagram page or whatever he wants to do with it. So, um, but yeah, I think that's all the plugs for the week. Uh, got that, got that, got that. Yep. 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 Cool. So well, yeah, if there's nothing else you want to add, babe. Nope. All right. Well then until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send us an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375 or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, MySpace or Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad and the smelly. It's out there now. Here it goes.